0: Welcome into Inside the Pylon, the Quick Kicks podcast for Friday, May twentieth. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here, wrapping up another week of football in May, which can get a little tough sometimes. But football in May, you know. The the funny thing is, I think we've actually had a pretty strong week of guests, and we're going to finish it pretty strongly here too, Mark.
1: It's been a great week of guests and I'm really excited about our, our guest tonight. This is, this is going to be fun. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, this is uh, actually the person that headed up the first team in our mock <laughs> war room, Sharona from, yeah. uh, from sportsbysharona.com. And Sharona, I really appreciate uh, you coming on today. It's been, I think, probably a couple months since we've chatted then.
2: Yeah, I, I was looking back. You know, that was back in March, and of course, um, you know that was before all the blockbuster deals went down. And we were at that point, we were looking at the number one overall pick for the Titans and and the Browns. And then, you know, lo and behold, both teams did a lot of wheeling and dealing during the draft.
0: I think a, a lot of wheeling and dealing might be putting it yep. lightly when you look at you know <laughs> just all the moves uh, that mm-hmm. Tennessee made. But when the dust settled. Ended up with the eighth pick from the Browns through the Eagles, through the Dolphins. Finally, (laughs) Jack Conklin, a Tennessee Titan. Talk to me uh, about, about what your thoughts are there with Conklin.
2: Well, I was in Chicago, and I was sitting there and when they announced that a trade had been made, I was like, oh, Lord, you know, they're um, they're moving back up. They're going to they're going to get their guy. They're they're going to get Laramie Tunsil. And of course, he had dropped because of all the the drama surrounding him. you know, right before with free draft and then immediately before the draft. Yeah. Um, so and, and and really nobody knew what they were going to do. They were very quiet. Their new front office has been remarkably quiet. It's been um interesting to watch how how that's gone down. But when they announced the the Conklin uh selection, I made inquiries about him and then when I got back got a chance to sit down and take a look at their entire draft class um it does not surprise me that that Conklin was the pick and from what I understand from what I've gathered Larry Tunzel really never was on their radar.
1: Sharona when you first learned that look you know Tennessee traded out of the number one spot Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts do you Mm -hmm. think that that was a good move at the time and then now that you've had a chance to think about it do you still think it was the right move?
2: Uh, it was definitely a good move at the time, and it's still, you know, I, I like the Jack Conklin pick a lot. Um, his, uh, and I can talk about him in a little bit more detail later, but his comp is John Runyon. Um, according to NFL.com, his comp is John Runyon, and the words that I heard to describe him him. In, while I was in Chicago, was you know, hard worker, tough as nail, mauler, um, a, a disciplined, a very um, hard worker, and that's what, that's the kind of player, smart, and that's the kind of player that they used to, you know, back when they were so successful, he was like their prototypical player. Now, having said that, I was not a fan of them moving back up and expending all the uh, the collateral that they did to get back up to get him. But, you know, there was sort of a run on the offensive line, particularly tackles. And I think they were afraid they were going to get 215 and it was going to be Tunzel there. And they didn't, he, from what I understand, they did not want him. And so if you consider all of that, um, it, it makes sense. It's still it's a pretty high price to, to pay. You know, not that offensive line is not important. We've certainly seen, you know, back in the day they used to go one and two. You could we could debate all night whether that was a wise move. we've seen success and failure um, with those moves. But I think he's a solid player, and I think he's going to be a solid player for them for a long, long time.
1: Do you think that the the school of thought here was they were going to go offensive tackle no matter what with the idea being look you've got LaWan you've got your franchise quarterback in Mariota let's get another tackle and protect this guy for the next 10 years
2: I think that's what they wanted um I, I don't think that they would have been opposed to um a nice skill player but the guys that they might have have gone you know gone that way were gone um, you know, I was not surprised at all with the Derrick Henry selection. Well, a little bit, but but really not. Um, and I do think that they wanted to get a book, another bookmark tackle for Marcus Mariota. Of course, they've expended a lot of you know collateral in him, too. And it, you know, it makes a lot of sense to you know, to protect your, your young quarterback. And, and uh, you could describe for, for the Titans and for a lot of teams. Um, this wasn't a sexy draft for a lot of teams, but it was my kind of draft because it's a, it was a very much a meat and potatoes kind of draft. A lot of teams really went for trench players, and that's how you build a team. You build a team from the inside out. You build a team through the trenches, and uh, that's what the Titans, they they did that, and, and I like that move.
0: Well, and, and the other great thing here, Sharona, you look at how the Titans have set themselves up for next year's draft, even giving mm-hmm. uh, up that second rounder to move back up, uh, sending that over to Cleveland, they still mm-hmm. do have an extra first rounder and an extra mm-hmm. third rounder now. So you're sitting there saying, Look, we're going to have all yeah. these young guys that we can yeah. bring in to play with Mariota yeah. and w- and we potentially have a nice window here the next 5 yeah. to 6 years now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But you know, they give up a third round too from 2018 and you know, uh, listen, if it works out nobody's going to care, you know, and that's
0: <laughs> Isn't that the yeah. truth?
2: <laughs> I mean, the bottom line, is they start winning and you know, if it works out nobody's going to care. You know, but for the Titans and for their new general manager and uh, sort of new coach, um, they the the Rustin Webster, Webster era was sort of characterized by, and really, Reinfeld, too did this as well a little bit. Um, they, for example, and this is a really great example, they just released that Met- Mettenberger, a guy that they moved up in the sixth round who probably would have been there. Um, They've they've been in the habit of, and I don't want to say wasting, but um, in a way they have wasted draft, draft picks, which is how you build your roster, by moving up to get guys that might have been there. See, my philosophy is you let the draft come to you. Successful teams do that. Look at what the Patriots do. Yeah, but I mean, you know, again, if it's successful, you know, nobody's going to care.
0: Sharona, looking at the uh, some of the later round picks on day three here, a couple mm-hmm. fifth rounders, a sixth mm-hmm. rounder, and two seventh rounders. Any of those stand out to you as players? Yeah. Uh, who may be able to make an immediate impact, even just on special teams this year.
2: Yeah, I I tell you, I'm really excited about Sebastian Trotola. I think that um he was a, an absolute steal if I recall correctly. He was their 6th round draft selection and he's going to give Chance Warmack a run for his money at that right guard position and you know what, it would not shock me at all if he did not win it. He is uh, he's he is a football Player, much much along the same lines of Jack Conklin, he is a guy that has been described as a road grader. Um, I'm really excited about him, and you know, I I think overall, um, I, I really like their draft.
1: What were your thoughts when they took Derrick Henry? I mean, obviously, you've got, um, you know, a running back already in place. Now you've got Derrick Henry, you know, coming off a Heisman winning season. I mean, that looks to be a pretty big backfield. What are your thoughts on that pick?
2: Well, I tell you, um, a friend of mine on Twitter had had asked me the the selection was coming up, and had sent me a tweet asking me who did I want the Titans to take, and I said Derrick Henry, and it, you know, two minutes later, Derrick Henry's name is announced. So I'm I'm pretty proud of calling that one. There you go. But no, I mean I, I like it. Um, you know. I know that the sort of the quote unquote knock on Derrick Henry is, you know, wouldn't you wonder, you know, that kind of thing, but he, he's another guy who's a football player. And um, i was not the biggest fan of, of them trading for DeMarco Murray and and I and I know that DeMarco Murray is a nice player, but I just you know, I think he's a little bit overrated and um, I wonder if he can stay healthy. And when you look at what Mike Malarkey has done and the direction, it looks like the Titans are going in in terms of their, their run game. Bishop Sankey doesn't fit. Really, I don't know that Dexter McCluster fits. Um, so Derrick Henry made a, an absolute ton of sense
1: you probably saw that video that came out i think last weekend of minicamp and derrick henry doing that little footwork drill with the bags (laughs) and he seemed to have a little bit of trouble with it now that's nothing to worry about right i mean all these people that seem to be overreacting about it yeah there was a it it was a video that somebody put on twitter and he was having trouble doing one drill and people like oh my god demarco murray has nothing to worry about but that's just silly talk right
2: it's it's silly i I, you know sometimes you just consider the source and and keep it moving um you know it's you you can you you can put a lot of emphasis on on uh, things that in in the long run aren't going to to make a hill of beans and um you know and i think that When you look at the production that Derrick Henry had in college, when you look at, um, you know, what he was able to do at Alabama and, you know, look, the SEC and, and, you know, I get criticized a bit for, um, you know, thinking that the SEC is is too good. But it really is a good conference. And um, I, I think you just can't discount the production that he had there.
0: Talking, uh, I mentioned briefly a little bit earlier, uh, Marcus Mariota looking to develop uh, in his sophomore campaign here. What types of things would you like to see from him inside this offense to be able uh, to to really make the jump up to the next level here?
2: Yeah. From a statistical standpoint, I thought Marcus Mariota had really everything that you could want, and then some from a rookie quarterback. I think for Marcus Mariota, it's important for him to stay healthy first and foremost. And so if, if I were advising Marcus Mariota, I would say play smart. You know, he is a guy who's not afraid. He's much along the lines of Jake Locker that way. And we saw what Jake Locker, you know, what happened to him, the injuries that, you know, derailed his career. And, uh, you know, I would say, you know, Marcus, I, I know that you want to win. I know that you want to pick up that extra yard. I know, you know, I would advise him to watch Russell Wilson uh, and, and Tom Brady and, you know, the the greats who who will get out of the pocket, who will move around a little bit, but who don't risk their body unnecessarily.
1: Now, the state of Tennessee obviously has the Titans, and it looks like they might be on the upswing, but there's another team in state right now that looks like might be really mm-hmm. on the upswing, and that's the Tennessee Volunteers. I mean, Stuart yeah. Mandel just released his post-spring top <laughs> yeah. 25, and he has them at number eight. Eight Is Rocky mm-hmm. Top back, Sharona?
2: Well, you know this will. This year will tell, and um, you know it's it's a big year for Butch Jones and his football program. Uh, the The talent is there. Um, he's done a fantastic job of rebuilding the roster, bringing in um, good football players, uh, good skill players you know one of the things that that stood out in this year's draft and then you know even though you didn't realize it you come to find out the Tennessee Volunteers the past 2 years did not have a single draftable NFL player. That's not to say they didn't have talent, but they didn't have a single player that was drafted. And the last time, you know, the guy that they had drafted in the first round back in 2014 was Corderell Patterson. He's, you know, look at him now, you know, and Justin Hunter struggling for the Titans. So, um. Expectations are high for Butz, for Butz Jones, but they should be because the the talent is there, and um, he, in my opinion, he he has to win the East and he has to to be competitive for the SEC championship, if not win the SEC championship, and if, if he can do that, um, he'll certainly. You know, quiet down any detractors that he might have, because while he's very good as a recruiter, uh, and and I've been one of the ones who've kind of questioned some of the the um, game calling skills.
0: And, and Sharona, looking at the the path that they have uh next mm-hmm. year obviously we know that the SEC is tilted heavily towards that western division with yes, Alabama, yes, yes. Ole Miss, LSU just stacked up in there yes. it it appears that they should have the ability to compete for uh the spot in the conference championship
2: they should and and really i think if if i and and, and i have been critical of Butts jones even though i think that you know he's done he's done a good job but it's really Kind of inconceivable. His SEC record's not been that good. And it's really when you look at the SEC East, it, it, it's, it's kind of amazing they haven't been more competitive there. Uh, let's just, you know, um, put it that way. He's absolutely, in my opinion, got to win the East.
1: What are you expecting from Joshua Dobbs this year? You had a chance to yeah. sit down with Matt Waldman yeah. last year and break down his yeah. film. Uh, what are you looking from him now that he's going to be a senior?
2: You know it's interesting, and I saw an article. Um, it's probably been a week or so ago. I didn't get a chance to sit down and read it. Talking about him as a possible, sl- maybe sleeper Heisman Trophy candidate, Jalen Hurd, another guy who is, um, you know, getting a, a little buzz there. Uh, you th- again, you know, they've got some some nice skill players. What I learned about Josh Dobbs. D- having the wonderful opportunity to sit down with Matt Waldman was that he he was a little bit better than people think um but still very much a work in progress and you know his game he, that he's a playmaker is not in question um there's been some questions about his throwing ability about um how his accuracy when Matt Waldman and I sat down and watched it, um, you know, and I wondered how much, you know, because they had some really heavily, um, you know, touted um, uh, players at wide receiver, guys who should have been much better in college. Uh, Marquis North, just one name that comes to mind. And, you know, I think that Josh Dobbs got let down by his receivers more often than not and and that you know there was miscommunication sometimes they would cut off their routes and so I you know I think that if they can get those timing issues down and if you know he can be a little bit better and if you know the overall talent around him can be a little bit better you know he has the ability to really have a strong senior season
0: Sharona, if anyone wants to uh, take a look at your work, either a uh, website, podcast, whatever it may be, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Yeah, just follow me out there on Twitter. It's Sports by Sharona, and um, hopefully, uh, I've been on a little bit of a hiatus with the podcast because I've been busy with a lot of other things. But um, we're hoping to bring that back in the next couple of weeks. Certainly by by the time NFL training camps break ground, and there'll, there'll be a lot of opportunity to talk about the Titans and some other teams. that you know the AFC South overall had pretty good drafts.
0: Very good. Well, Sharona, we're going to let you go now, but huh? uh, why don't we plan on getting back together maybe sometime uh, during training camp?
2: Sounds good. Out- Thanks
0: and so watch Sharona. Thanks. Outstanding. Sharona, thank you very much. Again, that for is, uh, me. that's Sharona from Sharona, Sports by Sharona. Holy cow, I butchered that one. Uh, we are done for the day, though, and for the week. We'll be back next week. We're actually going to be doing uh, a whole week on fantasy football we know it's a little bit early for some of you single season players dynasty drafts are happening right now so we figured we'd bring in some of the best experts from all around to get you up to speed that's coming up next week on the inside the pylon quick kicks podcast